0: the bible the bible the bible it's the word of god living and active sharper than any two-edged sword it contains all we need for life and godliness and it reveals to us the mysteries of god join us for the next hour as we study the bible and take your bible questions this is exploring the word on american family radio
1: we welcome you to exploring the word this day and we hope you're having a good day and uh this is a discussion day uh, this is a pre recorded program of Exploring the Word with Jim Stanley, Wesley Walman, and myself, Bert Harper. And uh, Alex is out and about. There's no telling where Alex might be, guys. I mean, you remember that thing? Where is Waldo? Now, there that, you it, go. Was that not before your time? No, uh -uh. You remember it. I do remember it. Where was Waldo? Mine is, where is Alex? Man, he travels from coast to coast, from north to south. Uh, In a year, I think he said he did 30-something states. Uh, He is in 30-something states this year.
2: He's one of those guys. When you think about a traveling evangelist,
1: he's, he's he's the guy. He's that guy. He is the guy. Well, today we're going to talk about a subject that I think will be. I, I'm looking forward to it. And Jim, I want to share with you. I think that you came up with the idea. Of this is a part of a three part series, and today is the restoration part of it. Right. I really looked at this and I said, Lord, this is good stuff. Mm. You know, you you get an idea, and then when you go to the Word of God and find out, I'm finding out some good stuff even better than I thought this is one of those Wesley.
3: Yeah absolutely and so as we talk about restoration how important it is it is as we go into Christmas time and New Year's because you know for uh, for many of us it it is a time to celebrate because we're gonna look at the birth of Jesus Christ and there's a lot to celebrate there. However, it's a reminder for some people of you know some some bad news for you know it personal. Is. It is. And so um being able to being able to study this time of year is really important.
1: We're gonna to go to the old testament to get a guide, mm-hmm. but I, I want to set this up. Restoration in many ways. And one of those is Galatians chapter six, verse one, where it says, Brethren, if a man is overtaken in any trespass. I know it's if, but I think you could transpose the word when. Right. (laughs) You know, because every one of us are going to come to the point in our life where, uh uh-oh, but here, if a man is overtaken in any trespass, you who are spiritual, now that may be a debate, restore such a one in a spirit of gentleness, considering yourself lest you be tempted. So the word that we're looking at is restore. Now, this particular word is like resetting a bone, guys, like a broken bone. I don't know if y'all have ever had one. I have not, but raising three sons, they did. Resetting the bone was painful. In other words, it was off and they had to pull the arm. Be- believe
2: me when I tell you, you it know, is painful. You know that. <laughs> yes. You've been
1: there. And so restoring sometimes is more painful than the the issue that caused you the need to be restored.
2: It is. because, and, and when you think of it in that aspect, when you think of it as a broken bone looking to be mended or reset, then what happens is a lot of times when they go to pull that bone away from the other bone, and they go to turn it to reset it. <laughs> I'm but hurting you, just thinking about it. <laughs> exactly, <laughs> yeah. You shuddered exactly. You shuddered thinking about that. Yeah. And I and, and I don't want to gross the listeners out, but I think everyone understands. Sometimes as they turn that bone back into place, it grates. Yeah. Well, when the break happens, you just know something's wrong. You know something's happened. So it's not when the break happens that there's a lot of pain. Now there can be, but it's usually when they do go to reset it. And the dictionary talks about restoration as the action of returning something to a former owner place or condition and uh, of course, synonyms for it are repair, repairing, fixing, mending, refurbishment, reconditioning, rehabilitation, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Um, one of the words in there is is reconstruction and overhaul. <laughs> hey, overhaul! I like so, that overhaul. And and so when you when you look at it like that, that that's one of the things that we're going to talk about. But where you're talking about there in Galatians, we as the body of Christ are supposed to be helping each other Amen. to reset
1: it says after that bear you one another's burden right but then it says bear your own burdens in other right. words you to take your load you're not to be a freeloader right the whole idea if a person becomes a freeloader paul said in another place don't let them eat right. if they don't work don't yeah. let them eat no you no eating exactly and so there's a balance there i love that word balance because yeah. we bring we should bring that but our desire for someone who is away is first restoration mm-hmm. that's yeah. our desire
3: you know, no, uh, and the that's a New Testament, an Old Testament verse uh, that we that I wanted to mention is Psalms fifty-one, twelve, when it says, "Restore to me the joy of my salvation, and grant me willing spirit and a, and a sustain me." You know, you think about restoring. You know that 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 uh, right there goes to show you that that the joy of your salvation could be lost depending on a in this case in the Galatians verse when it talks about uh, sinning or a, a place like that. So you want to be able to. Be able to understand that that can take place, and that you can be restored, that you can go back to where that uh, the joy of your salvation, and it's individuals. It
1: can be family. Mm -hmm. One of the deepest desires that I have in the ministry that I have here at AFA is the restoration of the family. Jan and I spend time in churches and with individuals trying to help that very idea of restoration of family because it is uh, falling apart, guys. Uh You know that. So the restoration needs to take place. Restoration in a church, Mm -hmm. uh, that needs to take place. So we're talking about a general restoration. So the reason we bring all this up to begin with is so you can uh, hopefully the Holy Spirit will guide you to the area in your life Where, that needs yeah. to be restored, or to someone He lays on your heart mm-hmm. that you need to minister to in the spirit of restoration. Amen. You know, we have a, you mentioned the
2: church a moment ago. And most of the time, when people think of the church, they think of the building and not the body. You got it. Mm-hmm. Okay. And so it's real easy to see that something in the sanctuary needs to be redone. The carpet needs to be redone. The chairs need to be refreshed. The pews need to be recovered. You know, any number of things. And so when you think about that in the physical, when you can see that application happening to the building of the church, why would you not want to see that application happening to the body of the church?
1: You got that right. So we want to hope this helps you. We're going to be referring to two or three different places, and I appreciate the one you brought up there with David. Uh, He'd he'd let sin come in, Uh and he, he said, Restore unto me the joy. Of my salvation and renew a right spirit within me, mm-hmm. uh-huh. restoration and renewal. That's pretty good. That's pretty good. It is. Well, the passage that I wanted to look at is. It, I hope it's not unusual. It's in Second Kings twenty two and twenty three where is that oh man let me see <laughs> okay it's right bo- after first kings there, there you go, go. How do you like well that, Jim? well played in my bible it's page 455 yes. you know have you ever done that while you're preaching now jim and you both yeah. y'all the, i have I, if i go to zechariah or zephaniah or something i'll always say hey that's on page such yeah, and such in my time. bible if you've got the right
3: bible if you got the yeah. right bible yeah and it's always funny to look into the crowd and see which People start flipping. Yeah, they do. But with, with today, <laughs>
1: with with phones and tablets, I mean, they're out there. They can find it in no time if they know how to spell it. Right, right. And a spell check help. But anyway, uh, it is Manasseh. Let's let's set this up before we get to twenty two and twenty three. Manasseh has been ruling, and guess how long? Fifty five years, and he was disastrous. I mean, he was a horrible, horrible uh, king. Listen to this passage in Second Kings chapter 21 verse 11 that it says about manasseh because manasseh king of judah has done these abominations he has acted more wickedly than all the amorites who were before him and has also made judah sin with his idols i mean this guy manasseh was a wicked dude mm-hmm. and uh, he ruled in judah 55 years and and i know we in america we're, we don't get in politics here on this program unless uh, we have to and uh, because of an issue coming up, but they do make good illustrations. Yeah. <laughs> we wonder how we can overcome four years of somebody or eight mm. years of someone mm. that has led us astray. How about 55 years, guys? Wow. 55 years of this evil king, and notice what it is. It has to do with idol worship. Any time, any time, an individual, a family, church, or nation, when it deviates from honoring God, the God of the Bible. There's going to be difficulties. There's mm-hmm. going to be hardships. So Manasseh here and his son Ammon followed up, and for two years, and he wasn't any better. But he died quicker. <laughs> he, died. <laughs> he died. He died quicker. But 55 mm-hmm. years of difficulty, of hardship beyond measure. And you can read that. Uh, those of you that would like to do a little bit more uh, study in this, you can read about it in 2 Chronicles 32. And it's the Manasseh's spiritual evaluation was horrible abominations that's 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 low jim right when you use when you hear the word abominations uh doesn't get that's even worse than trespass you oh, understand absolutely. yeah so that's where he came from and that's where the land is when josiah an eight-year-old king comes to the throne they're in they've been there for 57 more years really than that because hezekiah had had 15 years of pretty bad before right before uh Manasseh started to reign so it was quite a few times basically that's two generations
3: yeah let me make sure i heard you right you said eight-year-old king yeah eight-year-old king
1: (laughs) now what happened probably we think that the high priest would guide him during this period of time but he was the king Uh an eight-year-old king josiah um, there i remember years ago at the church where i pastored we did a children's musical and it was about the child that became a king, and it Uh was Josiah, and uh, it was good. But he started off good, but something happened in his reign that would really set his apart. They discovered they could go back to the temple, kind of it had gone into disrepair. They decided they would look at it and try to repair it, and while they were going through it, they found the Word of God. Yep, Of all things, they had found the Word of God, and it set everything completely on a whole different level now josiah was trying to rule without it now that means his heart was right guys you know have you met people like that? You know, they are good guys. They're mm. good men and women, and uh, they they don't have a relationship with the Lord. Mm. But you can count on them. Their word is their bond, and they they really uh, are honest, hardworking, good people. Mm. Now, I know a lot of folks like that, Wesley.
3: Yeah, I sure do too. And yeah, that, I bet you played ball with some. I too, played didn't? ball with them. Yeah. I had coaches that were the same way. And I know and I have friends are the same way, but it's always interesting when that type of kindness and that good spirit uh, connects with God's word. (laughs) Yeah.
1: And and Jim, we know that we've had people that uh, they're going the right way, they're doing the right thing just because they've been trained in that Mm -hmm. uh, they have a consciousness within their mind and they're doing that which is trying to do that which is right now that that helps society but it doesn't help their salvation Mm -hmm. that's you catch what i'm saying it helps society it helps the family Uh, but it doesn't help that person for his coming to Christ.
2: You know, there's a couple of things there, Bert, that you had mentioned in Wesley that you guys had had talked about.
1: And when you
2: look back at this, it it goes back to what we had said earlier about restoring the physical building. And in their restoring of the physical building of the temple, they, in their cleaning because before anything can be restored, it's got to be, yeah, it's got to be clean. I mean, if it's a piece of furniture, you got to get down to the wood. Mm. And so they had gone back in and in that they discover the book of the law. And we'll cover more of that in just a moment as Exploring the Word continues on American Family Radio.
0: with Alex and Bert on the Exploring the Word Facebook page. Facebook.com slash exploring the word or email word at afr.net. it's true away.
2: It remains
1: We're talking about restoration today here on Exploring the Word. We've talked about Galatians 6-1, but we're in 2 Kings 22 and 23, where Josiah has become the king, and he is about to start some renewal projects mm-hmm. and restoration projects. But he was a project, I guess, Jim, from you and I talking and with, with Wesley, uh, he had some time, eight years old, and a high priest helping him. There was an investment there, wasn't there? There was,
2: and, and that's one of the things we talked about just before the break is that in the cleaning of the house and the cleaning of the temple of the Lord so that they could restore the physical building, there was an investment there. In fact, you look at it, and it even talks about, uh, in verse 4, count the money brought into the house of the Lord, which the doorkeepers have gathered from the people. But one of the things that really caught my attention here, Bert, is that Josiah was king when he turned eight, as Wesley pointed out a minute ago, an eight-year-old king. He is now in his 18th year of rule, and if my math is correct, that's going to put him at 26 years old. And so that it's taken 18 years before Josiah felt comfortable enough, for whatever reason, to exercise the authority he had as king. Mm-hmm. And folks, when he gets started, he doesn't just clean out the temple. He doesn't just restore the temple. He starts cleaning out the land. And I don't want to jump ahead of what you have, Alex does it all the time. <laughs> so go ahead. Yeah. But when you look at the investments, someone invested into Josiah. Josiah had wisdom enough that he followed the ways not of Manasseh, uh, uh, but of, of David. Amen. And so he looked back, and, and he had history to help him there. But it's like you said, it's really neat that when they got in and began the restorative process, they found the book of the law. And what happened then?
1: Well, it's in verse 8. This is a neat, just a neat verse that, that we read. And it says, then Hilkiah, the high priest, said to Shaphan, the scribe, I found the book of the law in the house of the Lord. Mm-hmm. And Hilkiah gave the book to Shaphan, and he read it I." I can't believe it. I found the book of the law in the house of the Lord. Wow. Wow. Big surprise, right? It does show you silent. You know, we talk about silence. Mm -hmm. And and so where had it been? Was there just one copy? Uh, A lot of questions come up on this, you know, and uh, I got a feeling the scribes may have gotten busy after that so that they could have more than just the one copy there. Yeah, I'm sorry. I was going to go off on a rabbit trail. I saw your face light up. I was going to to go off on
2: a rabbit trail, and I don't want to do it because (laughs) I was thinking, you know, one of the jobs of the high priest was to enter into the temple once a year to look for forgiveness for the sins of the people. Well, again, we're not there. We don't know what happened. But why did it take the high priest that long to find the book of the Lord? Was this the first time that he had restored himself? And gone through all the cleansing processes that he needed to so that he could enter into mm-hmm. the temple of the Lord. One of those things, you, there's always stuff that's just not quite clear, clear quite mm-hmm. pointed out. And you know me, Bert. I'm I'm going to wonder about those things. But at any rate, he did find it, and he gave it to Safan, and Safan read it in the presence of the king. And
3: he went to the king to do it. He Amen. Amen. And part of the restoration process that we've pointed out here early on is is discovering God's word and mm-hmm. putting yourself saturating with God's word because we know that God's word is a lamp to our feet and it's a light to our path both in our individual life and in our family lives and the lives of our friends, the body of Christ and even the nation.
1: Amen. Notice what he did when the book of the law was read to the king. It says in verse 10, read it before the king. Verse 11 says, now it happened when the king heard the words of the book of the law that he tore his clothes. Repentance. Right. I so, mean, there he saw how far they had fallen. Mm-hmm. And and guys, that's amazing. There's repentance here. They discovered the word. That's the first thing. And, and you know, that'd be a good name for another program, the discovery of God's word. We do exploring the word, <laughs> but you got to discover it before you can explore it, don't right, you guys? that's right. And so I hope that those who are listening, you've discovered the Word of God in its riches. If you just got a big Bible on your uh, table there at your home, it's your family Bible. That's the only one you got. Open it and read it. It's full. And go beyond the family tree of births and obituaries.
2: (laughs)
3: Yes.
1: Move past that part. Now, talking about that, our family Bible, I'm the youngest of nine. And in our family Bible, they had only room for eight. So, I wasn't, they did not have room for me. <laughs> so, they was looking a place to write mine and they put me in things to remember. Thanks, to, Yeah. That's that is true. Yeah. yeah, things to remember. That's so, when, good. when they come across the family Bible, you know, in the future and they come and they look at those eight, then they get over things to remember. Bert yeah. Harper, yeah, yeah, he was something to remember. Hey, if
3: uh, there's, if the, for those that are listening, if you haven't picked, you know, I understand, you know, at times we can, we can all be a couple of days, weeks, or even a month before we pick up our Bible and we just think we've read it and we had not So if you haven't read it in a while, pick it up, start in Proverbs. Uh, there's a good place there. Um, the, any of those, you got any recommendations? Now listen, I, I, I love. Go ahead, Jim. Uh, I
2: was going to say that's one of the things we're going to cover in in our next segment are mm-hmm. not in our next segment today, but in our next study Good. is some of those very things that you yeah. just talked about. And one of the recommendations, you know, one of the, one of the things that we talk about devotions and people will get hung up on that. And, you know, my utmost for his highest is a great one. But when you want to just get in the scripture, one of the things they talk about is reading a Psalm and reading a proverb Amen. each day. Amen. Now, live, when you get to the 119th Psalm, <laughs> we'll let you break that up over a few days. But uh, one of the things that, that you've got on the outline here, Bert, that they read it. Amen. That's the first th- That's the first oh, step. Yeah. And, and Wesley, that's Very what important. you just mentioned. They read it. They read it. And then the king's heart was so soft. Think about this. The, the guy's been in rule. He's the king. But he had been following after the ways of David. But his heart was so soft that immediately he saw that
1: his best wasn't good enough that's mm. the word of god guys Amen. that's the reason the word of god accompanied by the minister of the holy spirit leads to righteousness Amen. it yeah. really does uh the word of god is quick and powerful it really is and sharper than a two-edged sword and evil even able to divide soul and yeah. soul and spirit Amen. and uh that's the power of the word of god and that's why we won't the preachers that listen, the Sunday school teachers, the small group leaders, the those that uh, minister in the jails, make much of the word of God. Right. That's mm-hmm. what we try to do here on Exploring right. the Word. That's that's our task, that being given to Alex and myself and you guys when you're mm-hmm. on, make much of the word of God in, in Jesus Christ in the word. And when that happened, the discussion, they repented. Verse 11, I said, and, and notice it says, then the king commanded Hilkiah, this is verse 12, the priest. Uh, Ahiakum, the son, a bunch of names. I'll put it that way. I'm going to skip over those if that's <laughs> all right. Go inquire of the Lord for me, for the people, and for all of Judah concerning the words of this book that has been found, for great is the wrath of the Lord that is aroused against us because our fathers have not obeyed the words of this book to do according to all that is written concerning us. Mm. Now, I want to talk a little bit about that repenting for family sins, Mm. Or a nation's sins. Yeah. You know, uh, we're not, if, especially if you're a king, a pastor, uh, a servant over others, you, you, there's responsibility more than just for yourself. Mm-hmm. In here, do y'all see what, what he does? He said, Man, we have sinned. The kings before me have sinned. The nation has sinned. We gotta get back right with the Lord. Amen. That's pretty powerful, guys.
3: Yeah, it is. And it's important for that for that, like you said, that servant or that leader, or the pastor, to te- to to not only recognize that, but to do something about it. And that's what we're gonna see here in his life.
1: So here they do, they repent, and then they start the restoration. The restoration begins in chapter twenty three i love this in chapter 23 verse 1 guys it says this then the king sent them together all the elders of judah and jerusalem to him and the king went up to the house of the lord with all the men of judah and with him all the inhabitants of jerusalem the priest and the prophets and all the people both small and great and he read in their hearing all the words of the book of the covenant which has been found in the house of the lord Mm. again he read all the words and notice the book of the covenant. Do y'all catch that little change? Amen. Guess what they discovered? That this is a covenant, and that covenant has been broken by us. Mm. But God has let us find this book that that covenant can be what? Restored. Right. There's the whole idea. And the king stood by the pillar and made a covenant before the Lord to follow the Lord and obey his commandments and his testimonies and his statutes with all of his heart, all of his soul. <clears throat> to perform the words of this covenant that were written in the book, and all the people took their stand for the covenant. Amen. This sounds a lot like what happened when Moses was coming into the land and then when Joshua got into the land, guys. Right. So this is a renewal. We talk about restoration. We also have to bring renewal into it, too, don't we?
3: Yeah, and it's also awesome, though, when you step back and think about this, that we serve a God who is willing to forgive and willing to restore us, and that that's the kind of God that we serve, that he's not— um, He's not uh, willing any should perish mm-hmm. that all should be repentant and that this is what he desires and that he's willing. he's standing by that if we would repent and we would re- uh, ask for restoration that he would do it. Isn't it interesting to to again, you guys know me.
2: I will chase a squirrel every now and then. <laughs> but the interesting part of of combining this with the word and what the king did in reading the word and what Wesley just said about coming, to repentance and everything, notice what one of the names of the Lord is. The Word became flesh.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: Amen. And so because of that, not only is he willing, folks, he's already made the way yeah. for restoration. That's right. He's paid the price. He's done the investment. God is so willing that no one should perish that he invested his only son. Amen. And then the son invested the spirit. Because the son said, it's good for you that I go away so that I can send the comforter to you. Hmm. And so that is, as, as we walk the road to restoration, these things have been made available. Just like there was an investment here in Second Kings, there's an investment in our lives. When, and Bert, I know you always like to tie New and Old Testament together. And, and Wesley, that was a great thought. And the, the fact that the word became flesh. And, and then in John 14, in the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. Mm. So, again, when we talk about the Word, we're not just talking about the written Word. We're talking about the living Word
1: of God that exists among us today. Amen. Amen. And I want to just tell you, the place they did this was the temple. Right. Mm-hmm. Right. You know, uh, the place that had grown in disrepair. Yeah the place that had been discarded, Uh forgotten, and all of a sudden the king shows up and he says, I stand. He didn't take the place of the prophet, I mean of the priest of the prophet. He was the king, but he stood at the pillars Mm -hmm. and read the word Mm -hmm. of God to his people. Amen. Amen. How powerful (laughs) is that? That's leadership, guys. And now think about what's transpired
2: in that portion of, of the 22nd chapter where the king literally cleaned the country out yep. he destroyed all the false idols guys can you even picture that in the united states of mm. america today yes. if we went into the false in, into the all the places where there are the idols and we brought those idols out, and we get, we began to burn them. Mm-hmm. Boy, you want to talk Destroying. about the ACLU and the uh, <laughs> folks, the freedom from religion folks, that's and all of that? Yeah. Man, boy, yeah. those those Christians—they've gone crazy. Easy. Yeah. But just look at the precedent that's been set. So here's the thing: we may not be able to tear down the idols of others,
3: yeah.
2: but we do have to tear down the
1: idols within ourselves. We do. And we are the temple of God today. Amen. Going back to the you know, the New Testament, Paul said we're the temple of God. So we need to do some cleansing in our lives. Amen. Uh, we need to look Absolutely. deep in our heart. And guess what does it? The Word of God. And uh, the Word of God being brought to our heart, the conviction that it brings, it should identify some areas in our lives. We've got blind spots, guys. Right. And uh, accountability is one of those. You hear a lot. And I know I say that a lot on this program, accountability. But it is good to have some people that examine you yeah. and at, you ask them, what do you see in me? What kind of spirit? Do I have a haughty spirit? And uh, sometimes we know it ourselves. And sometimes, though, it's blind spots, guys, that we don't even know that the way I say something or how I respond mm-hmm. to somebody is is hurtful. And uh, so it's helpful to, to examine yourself to and, see. And ask right. for constructive criticism. Yeah, that's, well, that's what that's I asked right. for.
2: <laughs> and well, then there's a thing. Do you want, uh, what is it? Do you want endorsement or you want critiquing? That's the whole thing. So, But now, Bert, going back to your original um, preface, the first part of the show about this being like a broken bone that's being mended, sometimes you have to put a splint on that bone
1: needs support doesn't it?
2: sometimes you the doctor has to do surgery and put a plate on that bone to be sure that the plate goes back in the way that it should and uh, I know both of you guys well I won't go down that road because (laughs) that's that's a that's a squirrel I won't chase but when you when you see that when you see that plate being mended when you see these things happening it comes out stronger than it was before and here's the thing you don't want an empty heart, okay? Yes, you want to clean your heart out. You want to do everything you can through the power of the Word and the fullness of the Spirit to clean your heart out, but you don't want to leave it empty. If It's dangerous to have an empty heart, Absolutely, isn't it? Absolutely, because you're going to fill it with something. You bet. You're going to fill it with new idols, or you're going to fill it with new junk, but that's not what we're supposed to do. What are we supposed to be full
1: of? Full of the Holy Spirit and full, full of the of Word God. of God. The Holy Spirit, Amen. We, we talk about the fullness of the Holy Spirit, and I don't apologize. I'm Baptist, and I still, <laughs> I love, I, I believe in the ministry of the Holy Spirit. And we get all excited about the gifts of the Spirit. I want to tell you, I think we ought to get more excited about the fruit of the Spirit. Amen. Right? That people can see us and see Christ in us. He's the hope of glory. And, and we're talking about restoration. Yep. So if you've lost that restoration, we want you to stay with us. We're going to come back, and we're going to talk about how it works in our lives today. Don't go away. We'll be right back with more.
0: Now, back to the Bible study with Alex and Bert. You're listening to Exploring the Word on American Family Radio. American Family Radio. American Family Radio. Let the power of your words dwell here richly. Changing the ways that I see. Fill me with Plant me deep like a tree
1: by the stream. Welcome back to Exploring the Word. Bert Harper, Jim Stanley, Wesley Wilman with you today, and this is normally the time we take calls, but this is a pre-record, so we will not take calls today. But we're talking about restoration and we're in uh, chapter 23 of the book of 2 Kings with just some information. Can, can I go throw ahead. one thing yeah, out? Go and ahead, then I'll Jim. bring it right back yeah. to you. I'm
2: sorry. You, folks will notice that Alex McFarland is not with us today. And it's not that we're mad at Alex, <laughs> we, we are anything Never. like that. Uh, Alex is getting some much-deserved break time because, as as Bert mentioned earlier, he was in over thirty states this year, and so Bert's going to be taking some vacation time. And so um, save it up Dr. rather Dude, honor. rather than throwing the burden on Wesley and I, whom I trust dearly. Don't <laughs> misunderstand me; it's me that I don't trust. You guys have heard me try and answer some of these questions, and oh, so yeah. if I can't say, "Hey, Alex, what do you think about that?" or "Hey, Bert, what do you think about that?" then um, I don't want to put Wesley on the spot by having to be my answer guy. And so I would just say, hey, Wesley, what do you think about that? <laughs> yes. And and see, that takes away from Wesley the opportunity to say, hey, Jim, what do you think about that? Because Jim doesn't think <laughs> very much. But nonetheless, Alex isn't with us. But if you would like to have Alex come to your church Amen. over the next year, or if you would like to find some of the books that Dr. McFarland has written you can do all of that at alexmcfarland.com is his website. AlexMcFarland.com. Also, if you have questions or comments, you can share those with us at word at AFR That email address is word at AFR Now I, I return you to your regularly <laughs> scheduled
1: program.
3: But did you have I got a quick question? Yeah. Did you have to tell Alex to take a break?
1: Yes, I, be, I bet you did, and I'm glad That's you did. One week a year, when Angie tells him, okay. and uh, they got a vacation time usually in July or August, good. and it's a week. He and Angie, they go, his wife, they go, and uh, they go to the coast. And uh, the rest of the time, Alex, uh, come on now. And he is a workaholic yeah. and uh, a good workaholic. I don't think it's out of balance, but he is a great guy to work with, and we Amen. do appreciate him here in Second Kings chapter. Uh, 23. Let's look to see what this repentance, this restoration looked like, not only in the temple, <clears throat> but in the land. Notice, and it says in verse 5 of chapter 23, and he, the king, removed the idolatrous priest whom the kings of Judah had ordained to burn incense on the high places in the cities of Judah and in all the places all around Jerusalem, and those who burned incense to Baal, to the sun, to the moon, to the constellations, and to all the host of heaven. Idolatrous worship was everywhere. When you see the word high place, mm-hmm. that means a place of idolatry where they would lift it up. And he had them removed. <clears throat> Notice who put them there, guys. The former kings. Huh. The former kings had come so uh, uh, foreign to the things of God, that they would revert back to worship in Baal the son. Verse 6, and he brought out the wooden image from the house of the Lord. Listen, they had even put idols in the the temple. That's what they had done. Uh, Go ahead. I was
2: going to say, and that comes back to the point you made earlier, that we are the temple of God, and that's why we have to remove the idols from ourselves and from in front of ourselves so that we can worship just like these folks wanted to.
1: And it is a continual battle Mm -hmm. all of your life, Mm -hmm. and it will rise up. Uh, You remember over in the book in in 1 John, it says, you know, the things of the flesh, the lust of the eyes, the lust of the flesh, and the pride of life. If you look at those, those cover every aspect of our lives, but at each time in your life, one of them will become more prominent than others uh, like when you get middle age and you start looking at what others have and you don't have the lust of the eyes take over well they got that I deserve a new car they got a new truck I need a new truck amen and amen, amen. <laughs> and then when you get older the pride of life well uh, they don't care about me here I am at home retired and my children don't come to see me so every step of the way is a battle guy well We're- there's a personal idol for me I have to say I'll confess
2: this um, and that idol is uh, is um- Envy college football? Oh, sorry. no, no, not college football. I'm not. No, <laughs> sorry, no. I'm just. I'm so envious much. of you and Walker. Okay, you guys have a prowess <laughs> in hunting.
3: Yes. And plus,
2: Walker got a heck of a deal. He got a
3: really big deer. Yeah. Yeah,
2: and not only that, but he got a heck of a deal from his father-in-law about oh. a new truck. Oh, yeah, yeah. You know, it was new to him. Let me say that. Oh, yeah. But um, there was there was some instant
1: idolization for me so when you come to afa and you're on the parking lot you see people looking at the trucks to see what they look like right cars <laughs> and it doesn't matter much but Except the trucks really matter that's right that's Go right. ahead, Bert. i'm so, sorry okay. that was well you know there's also
3: a place in the new testament where jesus talks about um taking the, the the log out of your own eye so you can help with the speck in the other and it's the same way with start that's good. yeah starting with yourself here but that doesn't in with yourself either you know once you've restored yourself then you can see clearly how you can help others be restored and remove idols on a public level as well amen that
2: brings us back to what you mentioned in galatians 1 at the very beginning of the show that you who can are to restore those that have stumbled.
1: Are you in a yeah. position to right. help them? That's right. And you need to be in that. And then if the rest of it says, lest you also mm. be tempted, mm-hmm. and uh, we will be tempted. But I want to just tell you, don't if just you keep be- it to yourself. Yeah, if you build <laughs> up pride in your life and you say. <laughs> I, man, I'd never do that. That is scary, mm. you know, because of, of the possibilities.
3: When I say don't keep it to yourself, I'm talking about, like, the experience of restoration and oh, the experience okay. of hope. <laughs> I, <laughs> I never what you keep, thought. Keep my idols to myself. No, <laughs> no keep that. No, don't, if you've experienced that restoration and hope and that revival, you want to be able to share that with others. Amen. Amen. That's good,
1: That's good stuff. Verse 7 of Second Kings 23. This is good. Now, listen to this. And he tore down the ritual booths of the perverted persons that were in the house of the Lord, where the women wove hangings for their wooden images. I mean, he even got to the female part, what Mm -hmm. they were doing. It was what? A societal restoration. It wasn't just in the temple. It was outside. It was in Jerusalem, outside of the temple, and it was at every level, not just those priests, but Mm -hmm. the men and the women. Things changed when Amen. Josiah found the book of the law in the temple and began to restore that and bring it to, to what what was needed. Now, I want to share this with you. Uh, listen to the evaluation of him. Uh, 2 Kings uh, chapter, uh, I think it's verse 25, if I'm not mistaken here. Now, listen to this evaluation of Josiah, guys. Chapter uh, 23, verse 25. Now, before him there was no king like him, who turned to the Lord with all of his heart, with all of his soul, and all of his might, according to the law of Moses, nor after did any arise like him. Mm. What a testimony. Wow. Y'all see that? Heart, soul, and mind? I mean, he 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 did it all the way. He changed it changed him right. and it changed the world around him. And you know, this
2: is as close to God saying, a man after my own heart like he did for david right you know when, when you look at that there it's not very often that you see in the scripture recorded praise for a man mm-hmm. and for what the man did for the lord and according to the word of the lord so we know that david in spite of the sin that he had he was restored and because of that he was a man after god's own heart that's what the word of god says and here you have one that says before him there was no king like him so that means that not only did he follow the statutes of his uh, of david but he also went beyond what david did it sure does sound like that jim because it says before him there was no king like him who turned to the lord with all of his heart that's a key phrase that we have got to latch on to for ourselves. Because if we don't turn to the Lord with all of our heart and let him occupy that place in our heart fully, then we too will continue to be turned aside. And, and, and we don't want to do that. We don't want to get caught up because in this world today, there are so many things that can catch our attention. To the left of a couple of our hands and to the front of others, we have something that can very easily become an idol And that's our phone, Mm -hmm. you know. Even even here in recording, our phone's not far away. I have texted my wife during the recording. Look, sometimes Bert, you're going to touch on this in a minute—the importance of families and the importance of marriage. And so, uh, sometimes when the wife reaches out, you got to respond immediately. You better
1: respond quickly. You have to say, "Excuse me, guys."
2: And so, (laughs) there there are things all around. You talked, you joked about trucks. Trucks can become an idol. Uh, cars can become an idol, money can become an idol. You know, it's not just the love of money that's the root, and that's the thing, the love of money, not just having money. You can have money and use it wisely. You can have money and go back to invest in the kingdom, invest into the restoration of a building, invest into the restoration of someone's heart, because you may be the one that's able to provide them a place. If there's someone that's down and out, and they need to go to a rehabilitation center. You may be the one that's able to provide the funds for that. Mm-hmm. I know that's off the wall, but think about
1: it. Who are you? What are you going to invest in? Amen. So anyway, go that's ahead. That's reason you don't have the debt. Churches in debt, right? Horrible debt causes right. them not to be able to minister Amen. to people in yes. lives. We spend we spend a lot of money on the buildings. Now, again, I like the buildings. They're nice and everything, but. They could be less nice, and the people could have more money to spend on, well, on that rehab, helping them get, get help. Amen. And I, and I say that truthfully, Jim. And
2: that's one thing we've got to be careful about, that our churches don't become idols. You got it. That the building, the physical building Preach of it, the brother. church doesn't become an idol. It's supposed to be a hospital. For it's sinners. where you bring hurting people <laughs> Amen. to find you restoration. You mean it's not a museum for saints? Well, it depends on it <laughs> where, depends on where you go. Yeah. <laughs> Unfortunately, there's uh, there's some of those, but by and large, we want to be the ones that are a hospital, and I think everybody here would agree with I that. I
1: guarantee you, I do. Right. Let me turn to another uh, book in the Old Testament. Now, it's on my in my Bible. It's page one thousand and ten.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I don't J- I don't have pages. OK, Joel. No, uh, really
1: okay. don't. Yeah, not you're, you, yeah, you're 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 techie there, Jim. <laughs> it's in Joel chapter two, verse twenty five. You will know it when I start reading it, if you don't know it already. So I will restore to you the years that the swarming locust Amen. has eaten, the crawling locust, the consuming locust and the chewing locust, my great army, which I sent among you. Now, if you read the entire book of Joel. You'll find out that these locusts were real. There was a real, real famine in the land. The armies were, were doing devastating things. And the whole area, basically, their nation was destroyed. And the whole idea is restoration. Notice who does the restoration. So I'll restore to you the years that the swarming locust has eaten. I'm going to give you another opportunity. Mm-hmm. I'm going to give you the opportunity to do it differently this time. Mm-hmm. Once we've been restored, notice, that means the future is in front of us. We're that, and we're getting a little bit on tomorrow's uh, program, a little bit here. It's just kind of an introduction, Jim. But res- restoration is for the future. Amen. Uh-huh. You got that? Yeah. Wow. Guys, It uh, and it's for the benefit of others as well. And you said that earlier, Wesley. You're talking about when God has done this work in us, mm-hmm. that it works its way out. Remember Ephesians 2, 8, 9, and 10, when it says we're saved by grace through faith, that it's a gift of God, not of works, lest any man should boast. Then it says we are his workmanship mm-hmm. created unto good works. Now, only ask you all guys, after you've been restored and you're out there working, Who's the good works for? Yeah, it's for others, right? It's for others. It's not about it's not about me. Usually, the reason that Burt Harper has to be restored is because I turn the focus on Burt mm-hmm. and get selfish and prideful, and I can do it, guys. I I know I know who I great am. Great Sermon preacher. I know I'm preaching to you me, know, and I've no, got these what, fingers what pointing saying, toward though, me. Is
2: that's one of the things that leads us down that line. That's a great sermon preacher well yeah i know i studied for it oh, yeah. i studied it i wrote it i know it's a great sermon thank you though for acknowledging my greatness <sighs> mm, so yeah. anyway sorry that was, <laughs> well I, <laughs>
1: amen jim you're right uh, i know uh when god has done the work in me mm-hmm. of restoration mm-hmm. that it's not for me to keep that's what we want to say so the last few minutes here's what we want to do it may be your life yeah uh, people listen to us and they're they're incarcerated well, mm-hmm. We get letters and we get letters from chaplains, emails yep. from chaplains requesting us to pray for them and even come in and and, you know, doing many things. And with some we can, some we can't respond to correct, as good as we'd like to. Mm-hmm. But personal restoration, you're out there you, and maybe it's family restoration, a family and God's got a hold of you. You may have deserted your family mm-hmm. and you happen to have this radio on today and you're yeah. listening to this restoration. Mm-hmm. I want to tell you. God wants your life restored, and when he restores your life, I want to tell you, he will work on you to help those others around you. Yeah. It's it's not just an island by itself, guys. That It's a ripple effect, isn't it? Yes. When restoration happens, it's like throwing that little pebble into the pond, and you have ripples. It affects this person and this other person.
3: We got to see that at our church on Sunday at Hope Church because there was one family member that got—there was a— there was a couple. There was a big family that was uh, that, that are. There was someone within the church that was ministering to them, and the mother got saved, and then the dad got saved, and then the two kids got saved, and then the cousins got saved, and they were all were at our church this past Sunday, and they all got to share parts of their testimony and watch them all get baptized. So we got to experience that, see that firsthand. Ripple effect. Ripple effect. Restoration, Jim. It's a great, great subject, brother, and
1: we're restored to do the work that's ahead of us, aren't we? Absolutely, and that's the
2: work of the Lord. And folks, we hope that you've enjoyed this today. And if you have questions or comments, please send those to word at AFR.net. That's word at AFR.net. Thanks for listening and join us again tomorrow for Exploring the Word right here on American Family Radio. Have a great afternoon.